Well, welcome back to How to Actually Change the World. We are so excited. We have had the chance to interview some awesome people, and today Absolutely. is no different. <laughs> uh, but my name is Darvin Wentes. I am Ray Pearson Ben. And we're your hosts. And before we get started, uh, we would like to ask you to go ahead and hit that like button. Uh, subscribe. Go ahead and hit the bell notification if you're watching on YouTube. That way you can get notified every single time an episode drops. Today's an awesome, awesome interview. We have a friend of mine. His name is Justin Pipes. Uh, Justin is an alumni of the university, and he's actually a double alumni. Is that correct? Wow. That is correct. Yeah. He graduated uh, his undergrad in 2015, and he graduated law school in 2019. So Hold on a second, though. But I'm just telling you, the name had me thinking something a little bit different. I just knew you were going to come in here and just bust out, like, uh, belt out a tune. <laughs> just, I was like, pipes. Justin Pipes sound like, sounds like a name that his agent came up with, and he is going to debut his album. Oh <laughs> no, I do get that a lot, though. I do get that a lot. It's a great so. name. Thanks. Oh, my gosh. Well, Justin, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Tell us something, just a fun fact about yourself. Fun fact about myself? Um, I don't even know. Um... Well, I can say that I have sung before. Really? Um, I was a lead singer in a band a long time ago. Uh, but I will, here, right. <laughs> <laughs> I will uh, never. Can I say that was discernment? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was not, folks. It wasn't. I just love the name. Wow. <laughs> but I will never drop a solo album. Nah, so, so you no. don't feel oh, let of the spirit to not sing? Not at all. Oh, not okay. at all. <laughs> I really want to hear this. Is there, is there any YouTube clips out there of you singing? I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I, I will go searching. I doubt it. <laughs> and the folks at home are searching right now. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay we'll stop making him uncomfortable I about know, the singing he's good, he's um, good. why don't you tell us a little bit about your regent's story so i already shared that you graduated here uh but just give us a, a little bit of a rundown what what made you come to Regent? yeah um so like you said i went to regent for a long time i did both my undergrad and law school here um I came to Regent my sophomore year of college after doing my freshman year of college at a state university in Missouri. Um, wasn't a big fan and was looking for something different. Um, prayed for a long time and um, felt like the Lord was calling me here to Regent University. And so I moved you know, across the country, came here. Um, I loved going here for undergrad, um, made friends like right away. I felt like um, when I came here that this was like where I belonged. Mm -hmm. um, like I just met a bunch of people who were similar to me um, and just clicked right away. Um, and of course, like it's, you know, there are difficult things too. Mm -hmm. Academically, Regent is not the easiest school um, for like good reasons. Mm -hmm. um, I rather like actually learn things in college than um, just like pass with a 4.0 and then not know what to do afterwards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so then after graduating undergrad, um, I worked for the university for a little bit and then um, decided to go to law school here. Yeah, okay. so, that's awesome. So yeah. you worked here. Um, so you got 
like the full Regent experience. You yeah. got to be mm-hmm. an employee of Regent. You got to study all at sides. Regent, all mm-hmm. sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your law school experience? Because that's like the, the one that most people are like, oh my gosh, they went to law school. Like, mm-hmm. man, they must be a brainiac if they went to law school or like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of work. Why don't yeah. you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. Um, I mean, it definitely is a lot of work. Um, and I did law school, may, like I wouldn't suggest doing law school the way that I did law school. Um, because I worked full time for the university while I was going to law school. That's how I was paying for law school. Um, but that meant that technically I was a part-time student. Um, but I still took basically a full class load, um, while working 40 hours a week. And so it was just like long work days on top of having to study for law school, Mm um, which was not so super fun. out, basically. No, ba- yeah, <laughs> basically not. Um, and it, I mean, it was stressful. Um, it was, and it, that was part of the learning curve was hand, like learning to handle that amount of work and that amount of stress. Yeah. Um, and so, but then after my second year of law school, going into my third year, I be I quit my job at the university to become a full-time student mm-hmm. so I could graduate within the three years because okay. if you're a part-time student it takes a little bit longer mm-hmm. uh, traditionally law school is a three-year um, period mm-hmm. um, Regent used to have like a two-year accelerated program Wow, uh, which would have been yeah a lot <laughs> <laughs> but they would like they don't let you work at all if you do that okay. for good reason mm-hmm. yeah um, but if you're a part-time student, since you have to take less classes, it could be four to five years. And so I wanted to graduate in the traditional three years because all of my friends are graduating and mm-hmm. I didn't want to be in school longer because um, I had already been in school for a long <laughs> Your time. Your tribe was leaving. Right. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I decided to just become a full-time student, um, take classes over the summer, and um, graduate on time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, you told me a little bit about Justin where I think his some of what happened afterwards took you to St. Louis but now I'm hearing he's like in Wichita you're in Wichita uh, right in Kansas City uh, yes I'm okay in, okay he's in okay uh, Kansas City now yeah okay so can you tell me I guess what what happened to you once you left Regent University yeah so um when I graduated law school in uh, 2019 um when you graduate law school you're not done Um, You still have to take the bar Mm -hmm. and the bar is at the end of July. And so I went home to St. Louis, Missouri, where my parents live and um, decided to live with them while I studied for the bar Mm. um, because I didn't want to have to um, basically worry about anything. (laughs) Like I didn't want to have to like worry about grocery shopping or going and doing a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Super nice. (laughs) Yeah, they are. Um, And like during that time, studying for the bar is a full-time job like you mm-hmm. you sign up for a um a bar course or a bar study plan and it's like eight hours a day so it's like a full-time oh, job goodness. and mm-hmm. so you can't really work on top of that yeah. um and so yeah i went home um to st louis studied for the bar took the bar and then um while i was applying for jobs i was still in st louis okay and it, that was just kind of a temporary thing until i got a job and so the first job that I got um, was in Wichita, Kansas. And um, after applying literally all over the country, um, 
I kept praying um, for the Lord to just open the door to the job that he wanted me to go to and close all the other doors. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so there were a bunch. I love that prayer. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Especially when like there are times where you have like multiple interviews Mm -hmm. and you think ones are going well and you don't really know which is the best one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Or at least. money isn't always the win. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Right, exactly. Um, And so it's just like, okay, Lord, well, keep opening the door, all the doors to the job that you want me to be in and close the doors for the jobs that you don't want me to be in. Mm -hmm. And the doors that kept opening were this job in Wichita. Mm -hmm. Um, And explaining that to people was like, you're moving to Wichita, Kansas. Um, And I was like, yeah, I am. Uh, But, you know, like... (laughs) um, And Wichita is a fine city. Mm -hmm. um, But, you know, it's not necessarily one graduating out of law school where it's like, I'm going to move to Wichita, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's where I felt like the Lord um, was leading me to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I moved there um, at the beginning of 2020, about two weeks before things went into lockdown. Oh, I moved wow. there the end of February and things started going into lockdown mid-March. Um, and I don't have like family or friends or knew anybody prior to My moving goodness. there. Um so move there. Um, so and, it was uh, you and the Lord. Yeah, so it was me and the Lord. <laughs> um, and honestly, like during that time, um, I felt like the Lord brought me to that job to protect me during the pandemic mm-hmm. uh, because uh, it was the one type of job that I got that um, like didn't lay people off. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like it still provided a bunch of really good on hand um, experience in the law field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they still like were able to help me get my license in Kansas um, and different things. Whereas if I would have gotten some of the jobs that I had applied for, even though they may have on paper looked like better jobs, mm-hmm. a lot of those companies laid people off. Mm. Wow. And you know, like first in, right, exact first wow. in, first out type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so um, I feel like the Lord was like, no, we're going to bring you here. You may not think it's a great idea, but it's ended up being good. hides you. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, is, and you're, as a, in the flesh, you're wondering, like, why am I being hidden? Yep. Yeah. And then yep. you find out later. Oh. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Praise God. That's so awesome that, like, you had so many options. Your prayer was, Lord, open the doors to the right one. Mm-hmm. And here the right one is going to a place that isn't, like, everyone's oh mm-hmm. this is where i want to go right but it was the place where you remained and you were able to remain instead of the other places where you may have moved halfway across the country right and then been left high and dry you know mm-hmm. yeah so, and i know people that that happened to mm-hmm. um, where they moved like my own sister she moved to new york at in january of 2020 Mm-hmm. And then things started going. I mean, New York was like epicenter, right? Yeah. And so um, luckily she was able to like work remote, but she just like ended up moving back to mm-hmm. St. Louis mm-hmm. because didn't want to stay in downtown and, New York. And moving yeah. is quite an investment right there. Right. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Man, so. that's wild. So tell us a little bit about that experience of like moving to a new place um, in the height of the pandemic, I mean, that was, you know, March, 2020, mm-hmm. everything yeah. shut down and you we just freshly well. moved. Right. There. Right. You know, it's a while that we think we could talk about this now. Kind of, it feels like yeah. we're in a post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. movie sometimes, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, tell us a little bit about that experience. Yeah. Um, it's rough. Um, 
because, like I said, I didn't have family or friends in Wichita. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was moving there thinking like, okay, well, this is going to be a fresh start. Like, hopefully I'll be able to meet people pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And then right away it was like, actually, no, you're not going to be able to meet anybody for several oh months. <laughs> um, and like, if you were to look at my fitness app on my um, phone, during the month of March, it was like I was averaging like not even walking a mile a day because oh I would just get up, go walk to my walk car. To the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> right. I saw, during that time, I was one of the few workers at my job that was still required to come into the office. Oh, okay. Um, so I never worked from home, uh, which was kind of nice because it created routine. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, like most of the people, like it was me and four other people in the building. So it was me my direct supervisor and like two other people and so yeah um so it basically felt like working from home Mm because it's not like i'm surrounded by a bunch of people that i get to know Mm -hmm. um and so yeah it's just so you stayed the new guy for a while for a while (laughs) yeah yeah exactly um and so in april of 2020 i adopted a dog um which was honestly life-changing because gave me a reason to go outside i got to walk him around like all I lived in downtown Wichita and so I just would walk everywhere um, with him Mm -hmm. and so that was really great but then it wasn't until um, I think late June things started opening back up and that's when even like churches started having people back in person Mm -hmm. and stuff Um, and so I started going to a church and got plugged in pretty quick and then from there was able to make friends Um, and so that was really good but yeah those first several months i watched a lot of tv Uh, Um, (laughs) didn't we all yeah ordered ordered a lot of takeout Mm -hmm. but also did a lot of experimental cooking so yeah yeah they i would say that folks who delivered food were like first responders (laughs) so we really appreciated them yeah and the whole no touch and they'd leave it on the porch you mm-hmm. know and you so yeah. right can you can you tell me about what you're now doing at your position and sure. what those challenges are that you face daily yeah so now i'm in a new job than the one i was in wichita so okay. from wichita earlier this year that job i had gotten was only a two-year contract and after the two years um i decided not to renew because i wasn't a super big fan of the area of law that i was working in mm. um and, and what area of law was that uh, it was debt collection litigation. Hmm. Um, and Sounds so, exciting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was going to court throughout throughout all of Kansas, like in district courts throughout the entire state, mm. and I would represent primarily medical providers like hospitals and doctors mm. and suing people who hadn't paid their bills. Gotcha. Um, so doing debt collection, mm-hmm. which is, um, you know, just super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, people love paying their debts. Mm-hmm. Um they don't. Um, <laughs> Y'all got that right. <laughs> so um, after two years of doing that, especially during a pandemic, um, I didn't like doing that. Um, plus, it was that being really challenging, though. You know, it's in a time where uh, people were very sensitive to illness. Mm-hmm. You know, not just having COVID, but people were now very sensitive to people who were suffering. Yep. And then you having to do that. So. Yeah. Right. And, and just the fact that there's so much like with the high cost of healthcare, like debt sometimes is just it happens with high cost of mm-hmm. healthcare. So I imagine there's just so many people like I mean, 
you probably had like 30 other lawyers that were doing the exact same thing on that yeah. same day, you know, mm-hmm. which is like that that's hard. Yeah. And I, that could be grueling because on one hand, it's, you know, the, the right thing is to pay your debts. And then on the other hand, it's this person, this person mm-hmm. was sick and couldn't couldn't mm-hmm. do it. Right. They have no job and they can't do it. You right. Know? Well, and, so. and sometimes you're, you know, talking to somebody in court and having them relive the worst day of their life, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is rough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like especially as a Christian, like you have a lot of sympathy and empathy for these individuals Mm -hmm. and you want to help them. But at the same time, as a lawyer, you are supposed to be a zealous advocate for your client. And so you have to do your job. And that's, it's hard. Yep. That's a challenge Um, in itself. That is a huge challenge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can imagine. Um, So what area of law did you move to? So now I am um, corporate counsel for a, a big company. Um, so no longer going to court. Um, now I do contract review and negotiation, mm. um, which is just more in line with the things that I felt like I was good at coming out of law school mm-hmm. and the things that I want to do long term. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, you're the person that I go to with all my contracts. So I, <laughs> I handle contracts on behalf of uh, the marketing department. And so you're the person that I go to review all of these things. Right. Um, so how what what brought you into that? And we'll uh, we'll answer this question and then we'll take a quick break. Uh, but what brought you into like, why did you want to do contracts and, and reviewing and negotiation? Yeah. So I've always felt like contracts, um, review and negotiation, and especially like negotiation is just one of my strong suits. Mm-hmm. Um, in law school, I took a lot of negotiation classes and then contracts was one of my stronger classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just enjoy um, going back and forth with people and trying to make the deal. Mm-hmm. Um and so this position so is, uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I'm curious, but, <laughs> oh, uh, but I do, I do like helping our company close deals, you know, as best as we can. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so yeah. So this job just kind of ended up being the perfect fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were eager to hire somebody who is younger, um, who maybe didn't have a ton of experience cause my previous job wasn't necessarily in line with this job Mm -hmm. there was a lot of negotiation and getting people to pay their debts um but it's not a one-for-one type of comparison um but now i've moved into this job and uh, it just seems like a lot better fit for me that's awesome well praise god Mm -hmm. this is really cool we'll get back to this and we'll continue talking about some of these other things that you've been doing um but we will be taking a quick break we'll be right back Think you can change the world? So do we. Regent University offers Christ-centered associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees in more than 150 areas of study, including business, communication, and the arts, counseling, cybersecurity, divinity, education, government, law, leadership, nursing, healthcare, and psychology. Courses are offered online and on campus in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Learn more at www.regent.edu. And we are back. We've been having a really great discussion with mm-hmm. Justin, talking about his new position uh, and some of the work that he's been doing, some of the areas of law that he's gotten experience in, and what you're three years out of college now or yep. out of law school, and you've already gotten some pretty cool experience in some different areas of law, some that a little less, you know, 
exciting and but some it's still a little more grew exciting. Him. Yeah, yeah it might that... not have been the perfect fit, but it's he. I'm sure he learned a, a oh, lot yes. when yeah, he was there for, sure. for yeah. the season. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about why you think it's important to study law? Um, it uh, it's a great question, but it's important to study law because you never realize how much a lawyer is needed. Like mm-hmm. there's like that saying um, where everybody hates lawyers until they need one mm-hmm. um, because everybody is going to need one at some point. Yep. And um, they, the practice of law is so broad mm-hmm. um, and varied that um, they could pretty much work in any type of business or company like or anything that you may need, whether you're starting your own small business mm-hmm. or you're getting married or ending a marriage or adopting a child mm-hmm. um, or getting out of a speeding ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, like these are all things that lawyers help people with. So it's a very important um, area to study. Yeah, uh, I happen to have the, the um, honor of going to chancellor's forums on the campus and that's when um, our chancellor, Dr. Robertson, goes around and speaks at the different schools and kind of gives them insight because he has a lot of wisdom to offer. And one thing that he talked about at one of the the last forums was about, uh, I think a a student said, how do you know what you're supposed to do with your life? Mm -hmm. And he said, what is it that you were good at as a child? What is it that you fell in love with as a kid that you love to do? think about those things do you think you can apply that question to what you like to do when you were you know your younger self Mm -hmm. and see that law was the direction that you should have gone in and and that you did go in yeah um I think for me that may not apply really (laughs) so so what what was it now I'm really curious curious what did you like to do Um, as a kid I mean as a kid, I was convinced I was going to be a pro baseball player. Okay. Mm. So, um, yeah. Competitive. <laughs> Who's your favorite lawyer? team? The Dodgers. The Dodgers. The best team in baseball. <laughs> I, I bet. Uh-oh, I guess he I'm did. a Yankees fan. Okay. Well. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I, I would say the Mets, only by association, my neighbor, who oh, okay. who is a re, who is a Regent grad and works at CBN. Mm-hmm. Mets all the way, Mets so that I'm going for the Mets. Well, may- maybe by the time that this podcast airs, we'll know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but when when we're recording, the Dodgers are best team. In baseball. Oh my okay. gosh! <laughs> but you were competitive at that time, or at least yeah, you, you... yeah. So competitive. Um, I'm a middle child okay. of uh, five, and so I guess you could also say like you know the bridge builders. Some of the negotiation and compromising comes in mm. being a middle child. Um, so some some of that I think is applicable, but mm-hmm. I do think that for me becoming a lawyer was something that I realized more as I became an adult. Mm. Um, even like my undergrad here at Regent, I studied criminal justice, um, and I thought that I was going to go into some type of law enforcement. Mm. Um, I had applied to the police academy right out of undergrad. Um, thought I was going to use that as a pathway to, to get into some type of federal position like mm. um, FBI or U.S. Marshals or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until I started working for the university that I realized that I could do law school or afford law school. Mm-hmm. And so um, a couple weeks before, the I was supposed to start um, the police academy 
almost the same week that the LSAT, which is the test you have to take to get into law school, mm-hmm. they were happening the same week. And so I decided to um, pull out of the police academy, even though that's like a 10 month application process and everything. Wow. Mm-hmm. And um, use those like two weeks to study for the LSAT so I could get into law school. That's and, wild. Uh, Isn't that something? Yeah. Two weeks to study for the LSAT. Yeah, I mean, I just needed to get a very specific score um, <laughs> since I was working for the university. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, I was able to get the score I needed to get wow. into school. That that's a big awesome. deal, though. Yeah, that is that is really cool. So let, tell me about this. I, and we didn't dive into a little bit of your, your growing up. We did a little bit. But um, were you always a very, like, you know, I'm straight A student uh, in high school, middle school, that time. Were you yeah, a like, book nerd? <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't say I was, was that hundred like, percent sarcastic that I no. just heard you really, you were hundred percent. Yeah. Like I definitely wow. had straight A's. Wow. Um, wow. I think in high school I had one B in a class My um, goodness. and it was a weighted class. So the weighted GPA made it an A, um, Wow. Which is different. He, but, he was that guy. But I, I wasn't. I wasn't like. I didn't take like AP classes or anything like that, though. Gotcha. Because mm-hmm. um, I didn't want. I saw a bunch of people doing that, and it seemed to me um, like it was too much stress for not a big payoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I know it helps you pay for um, some college credit and stuff ahead mm-hmm. of time, and some people can go into college having taken a lot of AP courses and be like a sophomore immediately or even mm-hmm. a junior immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't really want to do that. So I just stuck to like normal classes and did well at normal classes. Gotcha. What was, what was your favorite class growing up? Um, favorite class. Does PE count? Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I liked a lot of classes. Um, I, I mean, I really enjoyed PE, um, but then science was a big one. I took a bunch of science classes. Mm-hmm. Um, like in high school, one of my favorite classes was organic chemistry. Hmm. Um, and then it, it was first semester, it had this really long, dumb title. Um, we called it just qual, but it was like semi-micro-qualitative analysis. And then se- second semester, it became organic chemistry. Hmm. Um, and essentially, you just got to spend a lot of time in the lab, and I enjoyed that. That's mm-hmm. That's cool. So semi micro. So I, it's looking I, at microscopic mm-hmm. things and no, it's, judging have, the qualities. I have no idea why it was called that. <laughs> like no idea. It was essentially like we were given a vial full of like chemicals and we had to um, go through a process to figure out what Testing the chemicals what the were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're just following instructions. That's awesome. Well, I figured that he must have been a scholar when when he was you know arrived at the campus just because working full time. Mm-hmm. And and really being almost or, you know, maybe by title, you weren't a full time student because you worked, but you were pretty much a full time student. And then being able to determine that I'm going to just shift it a little bit and still graduate on time, even though. So you had to at least have some good, good um, time management mm-hmm. and and be committed to what you were doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It takes knowing a process to be able to say, make the moves to actually go through with that process and so i mean that's a very i think a very lawyerly mind um yes (laughs) (laughs) lawyerish yes (laughs) you know so how how would you say um you have seen and this is this is very off the cuff for me how how have you seen like uh language 
being a very important thing within your life. So, you know, I work with contracts all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I'm reading through these terms and conditions and I'm trying to get the best terms and conditions for the university. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what our lawyer's trying to do as Mm -hmm. well. Um, So have you seen like your understanding of language be incredibly important to the work that you're doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, words are very important, Mm -hmm. um, especially in contracts. you want to be as concise and specific as you can when you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but other times, depending on what you want out of a contract, you mm-hmm. want to be broad or vague. Um, and so knowing the difference between that and how grammar helps you in that um, is very important. Mm-hmm. And I've seen myself, even in, in conversations, I think that I like the cadence of my speak has uh, changed because I think about what I'm about to say a lot mm-hmm. more yeah. than I used to. Uh, before I think I would speak a lot without thinking, and then now I'm like, okay, no, we need every to stop. Every word counts. Yeah, every yeah. word is super important because, mm-hmm. especially if you, in court, like when I did litigation, the other side can pick apart what you're saying to their advantage, mm-hmm. and so you need to make sure that you choose the right words to mm-hmm. best. Um, represent your client yeah yeah and what you say could just completely open up the case for them yeah Yeah, and so you know you got to watch what you say I think that you know just I think you know many of us with living life and having experiences and having to have dealt with contracts that is where lawyers really have value for us because lawyerly speak is challenging and contracts are written sometimes in such a way that the person that has to sign on that dotted line is completely lost Mm -hmm. and they really need someone on their side to make it plain yeah yeah Yeah. whoever's signing needs to know what they're signing Mm -hmm. right and they need to make sure that they're aware of all the terms and conditions but I definitely agree lawyers um use a lot of language where you're just like did we have to say it like that um, or <laughs> of course you did like, I mean there I don't know there are definitely contracts that I review now where it's a paragraph is one sentence mm-hmm. it's just like the longest run on sentence and you're like yep. I get it but at the same time we could cut this up yep. and it would make sense mm-hmm. yeah that mm-hmm. kind of reminds me a little bit of Paul like and his writings is like there's so many run on sentences <laughs> in Paul well he was a, a Pharisee yeah, he so was. <laughs> he was you know the brightest of the bright people <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Uh, So why don't you uh, just share a little bit of what you think is a good reason for students to come to law school at Regent and Mm. also to be an undergrad at Regent. Since you've got both of those experiences, why don't you just let them know, like, hey, what what was it that made it so great for you that could be great for them? Yeah. Um, I'll speak to law school first since that's the most fresh for me. Law school here at Regent is really strong academically. Um, It's difficult and it's sometimes hard to explain that to future employers. Like I didn't graduate with on paper like the best GPA, but in practice when I am doing things, I can tell that I have a better understanding than some other people who Mm. don't or who have on paper a better GPA than I did. Mm -hmm. Um, Because here at Regent, they are rigorous and they grade you very fairly. Um, And in a way that, um, like I said, on paper, it might look like you're not doing great, but it's like, no, you kind of deserved that grade based off of your understanding of the text or whatever. Yeah. Um, And so you're you're going to learn really well here. 
Um, you're also going to get a lot of really great practical experience. Regent Law has a lot of really good practical classes. Um, like I said, I took a lot of negotiation classes, mm -hmm. which are very practical in all sets of law. Um, I took a trial practice class, which was like mock trials. And one of the professors here, or at least when, he, when I was here, and I think he's still here, um, is just like a crazy genius. And he um, presides as the judge. And learning from him is just really amazing because he um, will interject at times to tell you about how you're doing. And then he'll, it's like watching him play chess against himself because mm -hmm. he'll say like, you should have said this, but then the other side Before will object like this, yep. but wow. then you could respond like this if they, you know, depending mm -hmm. on the language so he knows they choose. All the moves. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so learning from him is really great. Um, but then of course in, uh, you know, Regent overall being a Christian university, and being a Christian university that is actually a Christian university, mm -hmm. um, that's a really big plus. Yeah. Um, because you get to have conversations about um, applying and where the Lord is leading you. And people yeah. here get that. Yep. Um, because in, you know, outside of the Regent bubble, people don't get that. Like explaining this whole backstory about all of my moving and stuff, when somebody asks, I'm like, do I like how in depth do I go mm -hmm. or like when I know that I'm talking to somebody who's not a Christian um, if I say you know I felt like the Lord was calling me to all these different places they would just be like okay weirdo <laughs> 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 um, or like you may not get the job that you're applying for um, and not to say that you shouldn't be outspoken about your faith mm -hmm. or anything but you know the Lord gives you wisdom on how to answer questions like yeah. that yeah for sure um, and then being here at Regent though you have a freedom to just be open about mm -hmm. all yeah. those different things mm -hmm. yeah. um, that you just don't get at a lot of places. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's wild. The time always flies by it when does. we're having these conversations because they're such great conversations. Um, but we have time for one more question. This is our namesake. This is what we ask all of our guests. What would you say is the way that someone can actually change the world? How does someone actually change the world? Um, I think somebody changes the world by following the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, like if you are somebody who is in the word and in prayer every day and you um, you know, have the Holy Spirit living inside and you, guiding you, um, leaning on the Lord's understanding and not your own, he's going to bring you to the places that he wants you to be in mm -hmm. to cause the change that he wants to happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so you don't want to ignore that. Um, now, changing the world sounds like big and scary and everything, um, or it sounds like you need to do something drastic or huge, mm -hmm. but uh, the world can change with a lot of people doing small things mm -hmm. at a time. Yep. And so I for me, that's why I felt like the Lord has done in my life that I'm just following what he's calling me to do. Mm -hmm. And I can be a light in places or the salt of the earth in places that may not have seen um, a Christian who isn't the stereotypical like um, media bent Christian, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So um, just portraying the Lord in Christ like ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Praise mm -hmm. God. Well, that was an awesome answer and these this has been such a fun conversation mm -hmm. thank you for joining us today thank Justin. you for sharing thank yes. you for having me yes thank you all for also joining us and listening slash watching if you're watching on youtube um again we asked you to like 
leave a comment, subscribe, hit that bell notification. Uh, so that way you can get notified every single time we drop an episode. This has been How to Actually Change the World. My name is Darvin Wentes. I'm Ray Pearson Ben. And we'll see you on the next one.